0: Hello, people. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Songwriting Cafe. So uh, I decided to start this sort of podcast, this live podcast during lockdown. And I had a couple of friends as guests um, for the first couple of episodes. And the idea was to recreate a sort of live music venue where we could discuss the songwriting process, because I thought that people would be interested in finding out how you know, we songwriters actually sit down and write our songs because it's a kind of a mysterious process sometimes. Today, I decided to invite a Swiss artist, Mia Reimer. She's from Switzerland, uh, from, I think she's from around Genève, 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 I don't know, it's Ginevra in Italian. Italian. I don't know how to say that in English, she's gonna explain that, she's gonna tell us. Um, But yeah, it's a beautiful place in Switzerland. I've been there once and and yes i loved it so i'm sure she's going to explain to us how that beautiful place and that landscape inspires landscape landscape not landscape landscape <laughs> inspires her music we're going to talk a bit about the songwriting process but also we're going to talk a bit about basking because mia is mainly a basker and that's something that i also do sometimes so it's going to be quite interesting for me to discuss Uh, this thing with a musician from another country.
1: There we go! Welcome, Mia! How are you? Hi Nicole, I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me. Where are you from and what's the music scene like in your place? So um I'm from Switzerland um, it's uh, well like you said in the beginning it's a place close to uh, Geneva that's how you say it uh, in, in English there you go <laughs> and uh, yeah and um, so i'm I'm close to a place called Lausanne um, which is a beautiful place uh, by the lake so we have a very nice lake and um, and some mountains we have the the swiss alps so it's uh, it's beautiful and the music scene um um it's uh, it, it's 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 very small there's not a lot of uh, of music going on here so um yeah mm. um uh so switzerland isn't a country that's known for um you know being very musical um but you know it is what it is
0: yeah maybe uh, i don't know uh, um as an Italian, we are very close, I mean, the, the place where I'm from originally is very close to the Italian uh, Italian Switzerland, like the Italian, um, mm-hmm. what's it called, the Italian region of Switzerland. Yeah, Ticino,
1: Ticino. Yes, Ticino, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so all I know about Switzerland is really about that particular place. Mm, um, yes. And yeah, I know that they have a few festivals, like a few blues festivals. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. A few classical music festivals, also, but um, yeah, but nothing, nothing more than that, probably. Yeah,
1: well, we actually also have this is in the, in Montreux. It's a very famous festival called the Montreux Jazz Festival. Yes, and uh, it's great. Um, it's great, but the the local music scene is is uh, is very small. So we have those big festivals. Mm-hmm. We also have the. Valeo Festival which is in um, in a small town um which is also pretty huge but uh, the local scene is uh is small um yeah, but yeah you, we do have some great festivals and I actually busked at that uh, Montreux Jazz Festival and it was nice. uh, it was amazing I had a great time there
0: yeah, and Montreux is really—it's like it's a great place uh, historically for music.
1: I think. Exactly, I mean, if yes. you think about all
0: the people, all the famous artists who yeah, live yeah, there yeah, at Queen and
1: David Bowie and all those yeah. guys that recorded a ton of albums there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's purple, also I, a there's actually a statue of Freddie Mercury at the um, by the lake in Montreux. Yes. Uh So it's a great place. Yeah, it is.
0: Yes, I've been there. I took a picture with the oh, statue you did.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs>
0: Yes, because Queen were, well, they were basically my favorite band when I was mm. a kid, so yeah, yeah, yeah. when I went there, I had to, to have a look at the statue and take a selfie, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I'm going to ask you, that's like one of the standard questions I always ask to my guests. Uh, what, who are your favorite musical artists? Who uh, would you consider your main influences musically?
1: Ooh, that's a, that's a tough question. There was a, there was a lot, actually. Um, but I, uh, when, I was a, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up listening to all sorts of music. Um, I, I actually um, I, I, I took, um, you know, harp classes for 10 years, and I was mainly playing Celtic and classical music. So I think that definitely influenced me. But also, I also listened, I, I was, a, well, I, I still am a huge fan of Radiohead. Um, I love that I love kind of the experimental uh, stuff too actually mm-hmm. and I also really like uh, you know some some folk from the 60s and 70s that's also been um, I don't know if you know maybe you know Nick Drake yes um, yeah 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 he's like sure. one of my uh, yeah 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 he's uh, one of my big inspirations and i also um i also my, my dad is actually from denmark so i i hmm. know a lot of danish musicians and denmark has has a great music scene actually so there is a, a singer called tina dico which i really really love uh, she has a uh, great lyrics and uh, great uh songwriting she's amazing um hmm. and um that's yeah probably yeah probably a few others that I forget uh but but yeah a lot of different uh different genres
0: that's good yeah so yeah i think we can hear from your own music um well I, obviously i had a look at your youtube channel and i did mm-hmm. listen to some of your music so uh i could really feel that um you have a lot of different influences. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's great. I mean, according, you know, I mean, uh, stylistically, you have different genres, different styles that mm-hmm. you manage to combine. Uh, and I think that's a great skill. You know, that's that's great. That's what I like in an Thanks. artist, usually. You mm-hmm. know, one of my favorite artists is Johnny Mitchell, who yeah, did that yeah, yeah. a did lot. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And David Bowie as well, for example, one of my yeah, favorites.
1: Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. He I also mean, went
0: from, you know, yeah. rock music to whatever. And so, yeah, so I guess that's, that's, that's a great thing, um, in an artist. Uh, and maybe, yeah, maybe we are going to talk about, uh, how we can, uh, mix a few genres together if we have some times, I mean, from a songwriting point of view, that would be interesting. Maybe, would you like to say something about it now, if you have any ideas? I mean, how, how does it work, um, for you? Uh, do you think, do you actively think about, uh, I don't know do you wake up in the morning and say okay I'm gonna write a folk song or a pop song or whatever or is it just a natural oh, a natural thing that's
1: a very good question I never actually think about what genre I'm gonna I'm gonna write my songs in I, I just uh, yeah, it's just a very intuitive process. Sometimes, though, I have an idea like, for example, like the 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 song you just played at the video we just watched, um, mm-hmm. the, the the that the main thing was the time signature because uh, i I wanted to write a song that was in a seven eight time signature. Um, I like using those kind of odd time signatures sometimes. Mm-hmm. and so i I wrote that one on the guitar and the, the main thing was I wanted to have something with a seven, you know. But I wasn't thinking about the genre. I, I never think about that. Sometimes I have, you know, I have an idea, but it's never about the genre. It's always something something else. It's an element that yes. you work mm-hmm. upon. Mm-hmm. That's yes. very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you get into music? What? How, how did it all start? Because you mentioned, obviously, you took harp classes. Mm-hmm. I guess that's necessary to, to learn how to play the harp. It looks like a very difficult instrument you... You wouldn't be like—I mean, I wouldn't be able to self-teach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to teach myself that that kind of instrument, probably. So you took harp classes, yes. but how did you get into music in general, and how did you get into songwriting?
1: Um, well, I mean, well, music—I've been—I've been doing music since I was a, a little kid, so um, with the harp, and. Um, but then, actually, songwriting began when I when I got a guitar because I was um, I was actually uh, I was living in Germany for a bit and um, I I had at that point I had pretty much quit the the hype and I was actually doing I was actually studying uh, contemporary dance and uh, that was uh, that was my thing at the time so I wasn't really playing much music but I had that guitar with me and and I was uh, you know at one point I. I um, I realized I really wanted to get back into music and uh, and I started playing the guitar, you know, just for fun. And uh, and it was also kind of my escape because things weren't working out with the dance thing. And it was, you know, I was I was Mm -hmm. going through some 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 hard uh, times uh, in my life. And so I, I was just playing a lot. I started playing a lot and singing, too, because I always loved singing, but I never really thought I had a good voice. But I was just playing for myself, basically, and that kind of really, um, really, really helped me um, at the time. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, it kind of naturally started. I, I, w- I always thought to myself, I want to um, one thing I want to do in my life before I die is I want to write a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, And and then I just decided, OK, I'm going to do it. I didn't I didn't. You know, I wanted to do it for like I don't. I think for three months I was like, I really want to write a song, but I don't know how to do it. And then I just did it. And then from then on, I was just I would write. In the beginning, it was crazy. I would write a song every week, you know, and I was always so inspired. And uh, and uh, so that's how it begins with the with the guitar actually. Um, and then well now I'm not really playing that much guitar anymore because I'm focusing on the harp. Um, but that's what got me into songwriting is is, uh, is uh, the guitar.
0: Nice. that That's mm-hmm. a nice explanation. And mm-hmm. I think it's also uh, it's also good that you actually got into songwriting. You, like you know, playing an instrument which is not your, your own instrument you know mm-hmm. what I mean like you know not the instrument you started with and yes. it's it's nice because it happens like the same thing basically happened to me because I oh, really I, yeah. yeah I learned how to play the piano first and yes. then I taught myself how to play the guitar and actually yeah. I was way more inspired inspired yeah. to write songs on my guitar than my yeah, piano yeah. so it's nice to see this pattern in yeah. you too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think it's maybe because with the guitar you can you can just drum chords you know and you mm-hmm. can't do that on like you know like the harp and the piano are similar in the sense that they they um I don't know there there there's probably a name for it but you know you 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 have you have to you do different things with yes, with your with, with the, the hands well like the guitar too but you know what i mean it's like you, you, don't, you, you can't strum a piano or a harp, you know? You, you, you don't just have a chord and, and you, you can strum it. You kind of mm-hmm. have to do the chord note by note. And so I think maybe that's, that's a lot more, um, you need to concentrate a lot more yes. uh, to get inspiration. Whereas the guitar, you can just, I mean, if, if you're just beginning, you know, you can just pick three chords, four chords and then strum. And then, you know, you, uh, before you know it, you have a melody in your head and, 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 and that's it exactly Um, so yeah maybe that's maybe that's why and also one thing that I that I found is that um, not being very good at the guitar actually helped me in a way because I Mm. I couldn't do things that are too complicated you know so I would have to to stick to to simple things but I was trying to you know to to do things but not just use simple chords but like uh, you know add some some little twists here and there even though I wasn't um, I've never been a you know incredible guitarist but uh, I feel like it kind of because sometimes I have too many ideas and if I have mm-hmm. too many choices I end up doing nothing you know what I mean so having yes. some having limitations <laughs> can actually really help at least in my case and I, I don't write as much on the harp now um, maybe it's because I've I've been doing it for, for a bit now so maybe I don't know But but like I uh yeah with the guitar it would just kind of uh you know and and also the ukulele also I also did a few on the on the ukulele and it's I feel like each instrument has its own um I don't know for me it's like it has its own universe its own creative um little uh thing you know it has its uh you know particular yes uh sounds you know and uh and and that's that, that really helps, actually, I think, using a different instrument. I also wrote one song on a kalimba. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and, and I transposed it to the harp afterwards. So sometimes, you know, I take one instrument and I, I guess I know the harp is my strength. So I try to adapt it to the harp. Um, so It must so, be, yeah. it must be <laughs> difficult
0: to write a song on a kalimba.
1: Well, it wasn't. It was. I mean, it's the only one I did. So, I guess. okay. <laughs> but I, I just came up with a little. Um, maybe I can play that song. Um, like uh, a little melody. You, you, you... Yeah, just a little, just a few chords. And like I was like, oh, this sounds nice. And then I came up with a melody. And then I, then eventually, I, I, I don't know. I guess it was just easier for me to play it on the harp. And then yeah. I, then that was uh, that was the song. So. I feel like instruments, different using different instruments, it can can definitely be a way of, uh, you know, um, getting inspiration and also just like I, I, my my mom actually got found a guitar in a secondhand shop and she 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 bought it for me and just it was almost the same as the one I had but just having a new guitar I was. I was inspired to write songs. so uh, I can totally yeah. see that. Yes, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just changing
0: instrument is already like a, a great boost. Yeah, definitely. For your inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. So Mia, there is a question I wanted to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. It's about the connection between uh, the beautiful landscape you have up mm-hmm. there in Switzerland and your songwriting process, if there is any. Because obviously you have beautiful nature up there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we were kind of talking about it at the beginning of the stream, but mm-hmm, do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what are your thoughts about it? Do you, are, how do you, do you think these two things are connected?
1: Yeah, I, I think definitely it's definitely connected. Um, yeah, I, I do have sometimes, you know, especially those uh, we have those uh, those beautiful mountains. That's I find it so inspiring. Um, and sometimes it's not necessarily that I, I'll write a song about it. It's just like, I don't know, I just feel like being in, in this environment helps. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it's more, uh, the, the exp- you know, the life experiences that I make, that, that's more me- inspiring for me to, to write songs about. Um, so I think, yeah, m- most of my songs, well, n- not most of them, but quite a few of them are about people too. And actually, mm-hmm. my my first album is named Places and People, um, so so I think it's it's more about the um, the experiences and and the but but yeah, the nature definitely also plays a role. That that's that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But maybe more indirectly.
0: Yes, probably mm-hmm. it, it puts you in the right mindset yes, to write. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's put yes. it that way. It's more mm-hmm. yeah exactly uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It probably influences the the method more than you know inspiring like a song about nature itself yes Uh, it's Mm -hmm. um Mm
1: -hmm. it's
0: more of an uh, indirect thing let's talk a bit about your live music experiences because as we said at the beginning of the beginning of the stream so you are mostly a busker right Mm -hmm. so you you play on the streets Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and I know that you've been to Spain quite recently. You've yes. been on tour mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yes. so
0: how how did it go? And how did it work? did you did you go basking there, or like did you have gigs in live venues, live music venues? how How did it go? Tell yeah, us yeah, I did both.
1: It. I did both. <laughs> nice. Um, yes. so, so actually, um, I'm, I'm terrible at booking gigs and I hate sending emails and it terrifies me so, me too. <laughs> so I, me I understand. Like, yeah, yeah, happy to not be the only one. <laughs> so so um, busking is is great for me because I get to go play and and uh, make some money also and uh, and I don't have to I mean nobody has to approve. I mean yeah, of course the police have to approve like I need a permit depending on where I go, but I can just go and play, you know, and I get to share my music with, you know, anyone. And, um, and, you know, it's very, um, it doesn't stress me out, you know, it's very Mm -hmm. easy for me. Uh, It wasn't in the beginning, but uh, now it's, it's just my routine. And, and I, I just really like, you know, uh, being out there and it's, it's made me improve so much as a musician, you know, and I've, I've learned, uh, a few tips and tricks uh, over the years, and now it's like beginning to to be uh, to be a kind of a business for me now. Um, and and also, well, there are so many so many great things I can say about busking. Oh yes, um, go ahead. So, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm but, sure that's but, an interesting topic because yes, you know we are we are mm-hmm. on a live streaming platform, so maybe mm-hmm. people here. I don't know. I assume they. I don't know. Do you guys know a lot about basking? I think Rudy Loom knows a lot about basking because Rudy Loom is also a musician and and he he does basking too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, maybe the other people here are curious about this this thing. So, yes, go ahead and tell us something about basking.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know where where to start, really, because... um, (laughs) It's, it's I think Gaston has an,
0: a, has a question to start oh, okay, with yes. oh, there you go so yeah so uh, did you had also bad experience in some cities or countries and how do you handle bad experiences so that's with the question the, by with Gaston. Busking.
1: with busking? yes I guess um, so yeah yeah obviously you have you do get some some bad experiences once in a while and um, but for me, um, I've, I've had very very few of them, I think the worst, the absolute worst was uh, once I was playing, I wasn't, I wasn't with the hype, I was with the guitar back then, and I was playing close to a restaurant and uh, one of the waiters came out of the restaurant and gave me 100 francs to, to basically leave and never come oh back uh that was that was the worst i think that was the the, the, i cried that day and i went straight back home and i didn't go back busking for 10 days that was really tough that was really tough um and but other than that well once somebody stole a bit of my money um but it's only happened once and it was a lady who was really she was completely uh drunk and high on something i don't know Mm. what she was on but like it was a okay and yeah sometimes um especially in switzerland some some of the other buskers can be a bit uh how can i say uh, a bit hard to to deal with sometimes like sometimes they'll just uh start playing while i'm playing and uh that's Mm. not very nice um but other than that you know i've never felt unsafe while busking and uh i i usually i mean i i just know it's part of the uh, of the experience you know uh, and but it's, it's overwhelmingly positive i have to say like this is maybe two of, percent of of what's of you know of the experiences are, are negative but most of the time uh, it's just a uh, it's a
0: yeah it's a good experience
1: yeah and i think especially you know i, I have an unusual instrument and uh and people are not used to seeing that, so they usually I get a lot of very positive comments, and uh, and uh, you know I, I feel like I get to make you know make some people's day a bit better sometimes. So that's uh, that's for me that's an amazing uh, it's an amazing thing to do.
0: Um, what is your setup when you go basking? Mm-hmm. So do you carry an amplifier? Do you carry a microphone? How how does it work? Because maybe some people here are interested in knowing. To you know, replicate the experience. So maybe mm-hmm. we can well, give them some um, advice.
1: It depends. Depends on the place. Um, in Switzerland, amplification is is forbidden, so I don't bring any amp, uh, mm. and I don't uh, no mic, nothing. Um, so I- I'll go to you know, I'll go to a street that has that has good acoustic, or to a tunnel. I like tunnels because they usually have you know natural reverb, yeah. um, and. Um, Um, yeah, otherwise it depends on the place when I was, I was busking in Portugal for for a bit and everybody was amplified. So I did that too. Um, Spain, uh, yeah, Spain, did I, yeah, I did busk with, with a friend of mine who played the violin and, uh, we were amplified In some places they told us to stop using the amp. So we Mm -hmm. stopped, um, it depends, like depends on because the rules are so different from one place to another. And it also depends, you know, like the, the if the police is there, like what if they are having a bad day, then you can be in trouble sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's never I've never run into into any kind of trouble. I try to be very respectful, not stay too long in one place. I mean, I, I try to really be very mindful and uh, and yeah, I've never had that uh, that kind of problem. Um, I guess yeah, yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. the
0: way forward. That's what I try. That's what I always try to do as yes, well. and, and like, not put.
1: You know, if if you're amplified, not put it too loud either. For me, the amplification is just so so people can actually hear me and I can mm-hmm. hear myself. But I I don't try to. You know, I try to really keep it low too so uh, yeah. yeah
0: and after all it's common sense like if everyone used common sense properly we probably I wouldn't agree. even need
1: regulations you know? i agree <laughs> i i so agree yeah 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 mm-hmm.
0: and yeah and what, what you were saying before like that you know sometimes some other Baskers can start playing while you are playing like mm-hmm. in the same place whatever when mm-hmm. when this happens i mean it's bad because it's mm-hmm. not good reputation for baskers okay mm-hmm, in my opinion mm-hmm, because yeah. basking is already seen in a lot of places as especially I don't know in Italy for example mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a lot of places it is seen as something a bit kind of dodgy okay? yeah, yeah 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 and so you know if if people actually behave badly then this sort of reputation will go on you know what I mean like yeah it, absolutely instead if yeah. we if we are respectful of the laws and mm-hmm. also if we are respectful of the other people, like, mm-hmm. you know, as you were saying, keeping the amplification, you know, mm-hmm. low enough not yeah. to cause troubles, then yes. I guess people will also get used to yes, this. Yes, yes. And another thing.
1: thing, another thing, too, is that I, I try to to look as professional as I can when I'm busking. So, um I always, you know, I it's maybe it's maybe it's it's details, but I always like try to present myself well. So I always wear makeup. I always dress up nicely, mm-hmm. and I'll have you know I'll have some flyers. I have CDs, and so you know it's to kind of give up the vibe that I'm not just you know uh, doing that. For, you know that I'm not because a lot of people um, don't know how to play an instrument and they just go and play two chords all day, and and that's why I think also. Um, a lot of people have, have uh, bad views about busking. Yeah. So I try to really be as, uh, as professional and, and respectful as I can. and, and so far it's been um, it's worked out for me. so. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your busking essentials? Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, what, what, what do you need to have in your bag? Every time you go busking, because of um, course your setup can change, but do, would you say there are some busking essentials that you should never forget when you go busking?
1: Well, for me, I have, I have, but my setup has changed a lot over the years. I used to go actually with all my instruments, so I would have a trolley and I was carrying my my harp, I had a bigger harp back then that was very heavy, and I had my guitar and my ukulele sometimes, it, wow. was, <laughs> it was a lot, I don't know, yeah, it was a <laughs> lot, it was a lot, and then I realized that people didn't really care much about the guitar, they just wanted to hear the harp, so uh, now I only bring the harp, um, and um, yeah, other than that, I, I well, I have a little, uh, you know, foldable chair that I bring with me to sit on, then I have another chair to put the, the basket with the, where people put the money on, and then I have a uh, I have a scarf to cover the whole thing then I have a, f- a couple of boxes for the CDs and the flyers I have my signs with my Instagram and YouTube um so that's a lot of things and uh yeah and also like I always bring some food and 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 obviously some water because I'm I'm singing and if I'm you know I always need to have some something to drink so yes that's that's it pretty much um yeah so let's Let's try and uh, explain.
0: How do you usually write songs? So, do you have like a sort of uh, tested method that you always use, or does it change over time? Tell us something about your actually your songwriting process.
1: Well, there is no method to the madness. For <laughs> <To laughs> me, it's like uh, I, I have no. It's completely uh, free, you know. Um, I I don't have a method I wish I did (laughs) maybe I should look into that because I I have you know I have phases in which I write a lot and others I don't really write that much and lately I've kind of had to push myself to to write um Mm -hmm. uh, but some I I always try to have you know I I have a note uh I I have a note in my phone for you know whenever I hear something that I that I find inspiring or if I have a sometimes I, I have a melody in my head and I just need to sing it I do a voice memo and uh and sometimes the next day I listen to it and I'm like, no, this is crap, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I keep it. And, uh, um, yeah, and also for lyrics, I, I yeah, I have, a, I, I try to write as much as I can, even just, you know, not, not, I'm, I don't necessarily do anything with it, but I try to kind of keep my inspiration going. Um But no, I I do not have a a method. Uh, Sometimes it starts with the lyrics, sometimes with the the melody, sometimes with, you know, I'm just improvising on some, usually my heart, but it can also be another instrument and and something comes up. And uh, recently I've been trying to actually finish the songs that I start because sometimes I, I, you know, I start writing something and I'm not too happy with it, so I kind of just leave it. But sometimes I take that song back, you know, six months, after I started writing it, so it's um, I, I don't really have any structure. It's like all uh, very, that's that's uh, a unorganized.
0: Good, I think that's a good um, that's a good way. Like when you lack inspiration or when you just don't feel like writing that much. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, going back to the unfinished songs is actually I think it's a good idea um, because you know at least you you are actually working on some mm-hmm. of your songs, even mm-hmm. if you don't really feel like maybe, yeah. uh, but you already have some sort of ideas there. And so it's it's almost like half the job is done. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, yes. So it's less intimidating, probably. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do that all the time. Like when when I when I don't have any ideas, I just go back to the to the old songs. And some of them are really, really, really old. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, I have to yeah. re- readjust them, yes. um, but yeah, it, it's also it is also quite a challenging thing sometimes because when you, you know, when you hear yourself back uh, like months or even years later, ninety nine percent of the times you want to change, you know, something yes. like <laughs> because what you wrote already feels old. You know what yes, I mean? I
1: know. And I know so exactly, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: it is also a way to train yourself. In you know, in it's it's a sort of. Practical songwriting training, in, in yes. a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that's a good point. Um, so do, do you find, obviously, there is a difference be- between composing music with your harp and with your guitar, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is the difference for you?
1: Um, so. Well, the, the difference is that I I... Um, um, I well, it's... It's a kind of a double ed- a double-edged sword because you know uh, I I know how to play the harp and and I can play a lot of things on the harp but sometimes it's a bit overwhelming because I I don't really know um, what to do I think one the the big the biggest thing is that on the harp I'm I'm able to improvise uh, mm-hmm. on the guitar I don't really feel that confident um, uh, but but yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the, the main difference uh, and the thing that's probably a bit more difficult uh, on the harp is that um, I, I, I can't just... I, I usually need some kind of, of, uh, of melody on the harp or some kind of pattern. I can't just play chords and be happy mm-hmm. with that um, because I could just I don't know, like say I could just do this like and uh, just do like a... I'm, you know, just like those. words. Yeah. But I would feel like sometimes on the harp, I kind of, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm, I'm very picky with myself, and I want to do something. I want to kind of not show off. That's not the word, but you know, I want to like put those harp skills into my songs, and so yes. I tend to write very complex songs on the harp, uh, with you know solos and all that stuff. I try sometimes to you know get back to something more simple, but sometimes I feel like. I don't know. I always have a, a tendency to co- to overcomplicate things when I mm. when I do, you know, when I write for the harp. Um, That's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. No, I mean, no, um, it's not. A, no, but it's like it's just it's like I'm, I try to to you know to be aware of that and uh, and you know sometimes I ask myself is it really necessary or is mm-hmm. it just like you know.
0: <laughs> no, I see your point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Gaston, I
0: think, has an interesting question. Uh, do you write your songs with pen and paper or do you use a computer?
1: Oh, pen and paper. Absolutely. No, I hate I hate no writing songs on a computer. I just can't. I mean, yeah, I've done it. It's not true. Actually, sometimes if I don't have, let's say, if I'm outside and I don't have a pen and paper with me, then I'll, I'll write a note on my phone, but it's not the same. No, I'm definitely a pen and paper person.
0: Um, what I wanted to ask you, Mia, was, uh, do you have a right in French because I believe French is your native language, isn't it?
1: Yes, so uh, technically, it's my my native language, but I've been speaking so much English uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know also by, by I lived in Germany for a bit too, so I spoke German and i I also grew up bilingual because my dad is Danish, and mm-hmm. uh, in Denmark everybody speaks English so I'm, I'm very language confused and I don't really feel uh, like French is my I don't know I just don't really feel like I have a native language anymore if that makes sense yes um, I mean it depends <laughs> if I spend a lot of time here then I'll you know I'll, I'll, I'll be a bit more comfortable with French but I find that um, yeah it's it's a bit more difficult for me sometimes to to express myself in French because it's I don't know the the language st- structure is very different from English and uh, other languages, so it's all a big mess in my head. Uh, but I do write in French. I do ha- not so much, uh, but I have a few songs in French actually. Um, hmm. And also, yeah, like some some people have actually been complaining that they don't understand my lyrics, so I, I try to make an effort for them. I know. And yeah, uh, it, it happens all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I do. I do write a bit in French.
0: Yeah. I I also have Italian people saying, oh, we don't understand what you're singing about. Can you can you write something in Italian? I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I could. (laughs) I I have some songs. Yeah. Yeah. I have some songs in Italian, too, but I just uh, I don't like them. I I prefer the ones Mm -hmm. in English. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. It's, you know, every language has its own World yeah, connected
1: I think English is, is good for singing because it doesn't have a ton of, um, uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't have as many consonants as, as French, mm-hmm. you know? In French, you have all those, uh, you know? Yes. And so, uh, you know, I don't like when, when I'm at the end of a phrase and I have a consonant at the end, you know, like, I, I'd, I prefer if it kind of stays on a vowel for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a bit more difficult for me in French because a lot of words have, have uh, are difficult to pronounce. And also the thing is with French is that it's it's a very there's a lot of nasal sounds, and mm-hmm. I tend to have a bit of nasality in my voice. You know that's one, something I'm working on to you know get rid mm. of that nasal nasal quality in my voice. So French doesn't really help with that, um, but it's you know it, it's just a it's just a challenge. And I try to, to pick my words a bit more wisely in French. I, I, I don't want to. I don't know. Um, I, I'm a bit picky with that, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, well, but it, it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, you have to do what you're comfortable doing. Yeah, also. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. so why not? Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, it's just um, it's just interesting to see how, uh, you know, how a songwriter thinks when they write a song in their own language and when they use another language. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's interesting to me because I I'm Italian. My native language is Italian and I actually write in English most yes. of the times, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I see that process within myself, and so yes. I'm always very curious to, mm-hmm, to find out mm-hmm. more about that in other people. Um, okay, Mina, so I, I'll leave you to the rest of your evening. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for, yeah, thank you. for thank joining you. us today. Thank I you hope you had me. fun. I uh, did, that
1: was amazing. Thank you so much.